Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and in today's podcast, we're going to talk everything about birth control. You might think that you understand your birth control, but we're going to go deep dive into what exactly is going on while you're taking birth control or if you're thinking about taking birth control for any sorts of reasons. But honestly, as I'm saying this right now, I can just feel myself thinking in the back of my head that song that I think it was like a cartoon, like a kid's cartoon where it's like, if when we go, 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 go on an adventure flying with the, it was a cat in the hat flying with the cat in the hat today something like that I don't know but the reason why I'm thinking this is because I have a lot of information for you guys I'm excited and I'm pumped about it but it might need to be broken up into two episodes so we shall see you might get a part one and a part two when it comes to this but I do have a few updates that I want to tell you guys because I'm even more excited about all of this I am officially opening up more spots for nutrition coaching. So if you would like to feel more energized, if you would like to feel stronger in the gym, get your period back, I'm your girl. Like I can help you or if you like have these limiting beliefs that is keeping you from being able to fully recover from your eating disorder and you're just like, I'm just stuck in quasi recovery and I just, I want to be able to finally figure out how to have a good relationship with food and like actually feel good and work with my body. I'm telling you right now, click the link in my bio on Instagram or email me in the show notes or show notes. Yes, it is the show notes. I keep saying description, but in the show notes, click that email and email me and be like, hey, I'd love to book a one-on-one discovery call and it's completely free. We just see if we vibe and I can see if I can better help you because honestly, I just, I want people to feel good in their bodies and have more power within themselves. So that is update number one. So definitely if you want want any help in regards to nutrition, fitness, stress, sleep, all that stuff, click that link. And then also I have a new Instagram. I was like, should probably change my name from Rebecca.8. It just didn't seem very professional. And so I was like, you know, let's get more well-rounded or wellness-oriented. So I was like, we're going to name it Becca and Wellness. And I was just like, it just works because like it kind of is a play on words. I hope people understand that it's a play on words. Like Becca Ann, I actually had this kid when I was in first grade. It's a joke now, but in first grade, he was making fun of me because he was like, you're Rebecca Ann Patterson. It's kind of like Rebecca and like A-E, wait, A-N-D, Patterson. So it's like Rebecca and with a D, Patterson, when really my middle name was Ann, like A-N-N. So I was like, you know what? We're going to do a play on words here and do that for my Instagram profile. So hopefully people get it. If they don't, whatever. It's my name. (laughs) Um, Last update. And then we'll get into the all the juicy content is I officially have a newsletter. I'm super excited about this. Um, This is just so that you can get 
more information about me, what's going on, different podcasts I have coming out, different guests I have coming out. And like, I know I'm obsessed with podcasts. I am starting to get more and more obsessed with reading books. And it's just going to be a little like all well-rounded of like learning about me, learning a little bit more about like what's going on in my life and like what I'm finding really interesting and little like messages on like how to better your week and your day. So definitely click that link in my Instagram bio again or in the show notes and get that newsletter. I am right now just thinking about doing it monthly and we shall see if that will go up to weekly. But again, school schedule and wanting to do the best for my clients. Got to make sure everything's under control first. I will say the podcast ones will be monthly. So I will have like a monthly newsletter, but then my podcast ones will be weekly. So just a little FYI there. But now that it is five minutes in, we are going to finally get to the information. Wow, that was probably my longest intro and I'm just making it longer. <laughs> so we shall go. Now, the reason for this podcast is because I started reading Period Repair Manual. And if you have not read this book, I've had um, Marissa Kayla. She has talked about, which I've interviewed her before. So definitely go check out that podcast if you have not listened to that. But anyway, she is like super smart and amazing. Besides that, this book, she promotes it all the time and I have never read it. And I was finally like, you know what? I'm dealing with some period issues. I am, my clients are, and I just, I want to better understand it. It's something that is near and dear to my heart because if you don't know, I didn't have a menstrual cycle for about, mm, five years, five, six years, something about that. I've honestly kind of forgot at this point, but I it's something close to my heart. And I know so many other people struggle with their menstrual cycles, either maintaining it, having it, symptoms, all those things. And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to be the best nutrition coach that I can, I want to keep educating myself. So I grabbed a book that I thought that would better help me and my clients. Also, because I wanted to keep learning NCI, which is the nutrition institute that I'm going through to get to my NCI certification as a nutrition coach, just to further my education. Also, almost done with my last guinea pig client. So hopefully we will get that certification here soon. Um, is they have one on women's hormones. And I was like, you know what? More information, more education. Here we go. So I was listening to all that. And in that, they talk about birth control and other symptoms that people will have while they're like having their period and stuff like that. And then also people in my life have just been mentioning like, oh yeah, I was just put on birth control or like, yeah, my doctor just told me, oh, just take birth control. And they weren't try or like the reason why they got on birth control wasn't because they were trying to not get pregnant it was because they were having things like acne bloating heavy periods cramping where they like couldn't get out of bed and it kind of made me start to bubble up inside <laughs> because 
I can not, or how, I totally messed that up, my words, bleh, this just tells you how frustrated I am right now, is that I had so many doctors tell me, because you have amenorrhea, which basically means lack of a menstrual cycle for over three months, is to just go on birth control, because that will give you a period, which already I feel the anger bubbling up inside but you will understand why I um why all this is happening when I explain this but I just I knew deep down that wasn't going to fix my problem and there are so many other people out there that don't understand that just getting put on birth control for not having a period isn't actually giving you a period and I just want more people to be informed that there are other ways besides going on birth control to fix your period problems and also get an actual menstrual cycle back without going on the pill. Now, I will say if you are on the pill, that is totally fine. This is not like a judgment to people who are on the pill. That is a choice you are making and that is completely valid and fine. I understand. But I just also want people to know that there are other options and what they're stepping into when they're taking the pill. Because I had so many times where doctors would just tell me, oh, just take the pill. But they wouldn't even tell me any of the side effects. They wouldn't tell me what was actually going on. And then on top of that, the reason that I came in was to get my menstrual cycle back. But what they were actually giving me wasn't going to get my menstrual cycle back. So, Little disclaimer there. With that, other disclaimers is that this is just general health and nutrition nutrition advice, not medical diagnosis or treatment. So keep that in mind. Also, I will probably be discussing some things that you may not want tiny children to be around. So I'm not saying that it's going to be very graphic. I don't think I should need to put explicit on this podcast. Um, But if you don't want your kids to hear sex ed stuff right now, you might want to put in your earbuds and or put this on like your save for later list. Um, But if you do like more power to you, like cool for them because sex education is important and I feel like uh, that's a whole nother rabbit hole I can go down which I am not going to <laughs> but anyways I just wanted to start this off with what your common menstrual cycle should look like and usually menstrual cycles are about 28 days most people say like oh you have a 28 day menstrual cycle if it's not completely fine like for the most part If it's like 21 to 35 days, that's totally normal. It's just on average and it makes it easier to talk about is when people refer it to 28 days. And there's a few different hormones that are going on in your menstrual cycle. The first one is gonadotropin hormone, also known as GNRH. This is basically in your brain it's a gland called your hypothalamus and it tells your pituitary like hello to like LH and FSH also known as luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone to like hey let's kick up let's get going so it's kind of like uh gonadotropin hormone is rounding up all the kids also known as luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone and being like hey 
let's get going. We need to go to the soccer game. And it's also telling them like, hey, let's settle down and let's like take a nap. So you can think of gonadotropin hormone as like the parent of luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone, if that makes it a little bit easier to understand. Now, what is luteinizing hormone? <laughs> because I just threw out those other hormones and you're kind of just like, um, I don't know what those are. Luteinizing hormone basically helps release ester estradiol, which is a type of estrogen. You actually have three estrogens in your body. And it also helps release testosterone. Yes, women do have testosterone. We'll get to that in a bit. It also releases the ovum, which is the name of the egg that is in your ovaries. And because it releases the egg, it also causes ovulation, which we will get to in a bit. Now, follicle-stimulating hormone. Kind of what it sounds like. If you don't know, you start building up follicles in your ovaries. And so follicle-stimulating hormone is just literally telling your ovaries like, hey, start building some follicles. So it grows your follicles and it releases estradiol. Now, moving away from the brain, you have your adrenal glands, which sit right on top of your kidneys. If you think of your kidneys, they're more in the back or posterior. I'm going to get all medical on you um, in the back of your body. And they're, they kind of look like beans. And then on top of those beans, there are these they usually are shaped in like triangles in pictures. Those are your adrenal glands. And then in your ovaries, they're going to contain things like estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Estrogen is also in adipose tissue, which is also known as fat tissue. And this is also why women need more fat, because if you don't have enough fat, then you won't be able to create enough estrogen. And why you want enough estrogen is because it helps you give yourself those like female characteristics. So this tends to be like your boobs and your hips is what estrogen helps to create. It also enhances your mood and your libido. Funny enough, it's actually called your yang hormone. If you know the Chinese medicine where it talks about like yin and yang, yang is more of the like get going moving sort of slogan, I guess is the right word. But this is because it boosts uh, your neurotransmitters, serotonin and dopamine, which is kind of like your feel good, motivated kind of hormone or neurotransmitters. Sorry, I got that mixed up. And then estrogen also helps maintain bone health and it helps grow your uterine tissue. So if you ever experience really heavy bleeds, this is because you've probably created too much estrogen or if you have really light bleeds, it could be because you don't have enough estrogen or there's other factors, but those could be why. Um, the next hormone is progesterone. This is kind of like the counterbalance to estrogen. So we kind of talked about the yin and the yang. So this would be more of the yin calming hormone. It's, it's actually kind of known as the calming hormone. And this is because I hopefully will not butcher this name, but it converts into allopagenolone. Wow, I definitely did not say that's right. But this is a neurosteroid that calms the central nervous system. So if you know anything called GABA, GABA is a neurotransmitter that calms your body down. So just think progesterone, calm, yin, breathing. Simple as that. So 
I know that was a lot of information. So right now we're just going to take a breath in and breathe out. I didn't really breathe out because it was kind of hard to do that while talking, but we need to like digress while I keep talking about all this wonderful information. (laughs) Um, The reason why you want progesterone, not only because it is calming, but it also creates something called the corpus luteum, which again, we will talk about later. And it develops and maintains your uterine lining. So this is basically just prepping you for your baby to be able to stay there. If it was not there, then I guess you could technically say your baby could fall out, but there's other things keeping it up there. So it kind of just gives your baby like a nice little padding and comfort so that it doesn't come out being like, why was your uterus or my room so hostile? I don't know. I don't know what babies think like, but anyways, (laughs) progesterone also reduces inflammation. It helps you build muscle and it helps you sleep and deal with stress. So if you like are leading up to your period and you find yourself like having a hard time sleeping, it might be because your progesterone is really low. Now, last hormone, I promise, is testosterone. This helps with protein synthesis and building muscle. You need testosterone because it also helps you feel confident. If you have like low confidence issues, yes, it could just be because you like need to put yourself out there more, but it also might be because you're dealing with low testosterone. Testosterone can also be converted into estrogen through gonadotropin-releasing hormones, so... That's a little fun fact right there. Now that we are done with all of the hormones, now you get to find out what an actual menstrual cycle looks like. So a menstrual cycle is broken up into two parts, but has like four mini parts. The two parts are your follicular phase and then your luteal phase. Your follicular phase is made up of your menstrual phase and your follicular phase kind of confusing I know (laughs) um so if it's easier to just categorize it in the four phases totally understandable but your phases start out with your menstrual phase this would be considered day one or zero depending on who you're talking to and this would go all the way to about day seven and this is basically when estrogen and progesterone are at their lowest and where you literally just have shed your lining that's kind of the nice way to put it basically when you have your period is when you have your menstrual menstrual phase this during this time follicle stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone also start to rise so that you can start growing your follicles on the surface of your ovaries then you have your follicular phase this phase is kind of the fun phase i like to call it um and you'll see why in a second so This goes from day 7 to day 14. This is where estrogen starts to rise and progesterone just kind of like maintains. It's like chilling out. And then follicle stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone quickly rise up and then it falls back down. This is because of estrogen. Now, around day 9 and 10, you might feel a little bit more in the mood, wink, wink. Um, This is because testosterone starts to rise. So like that guy who you thought was kind of cute, but we're like, "Mm, nah, he's not, he's not my type, might actually kind of seem kind of cute at this point. And to be honest, this might actually be a good idea for guys to hit on you. I don't know how they would know when to hit on you 
at this point but like if they somehow knew maybe if you were like dating this guy already and he's like i know her menstrual cycle um he might actually like want to start engaging with you a little bit more if that's a better way to put it um but this is basically just because you're trying to find a mate at this point so that you can reproduce because this magical thing called ovulation is about to happen which this is the next phase in your luteal phase so coming up on your luteal phase you have your ovulation phase and your luteal phase your ovulation phase is around day 15 and this is where estrogen is at its peak and progesterone starts to rise and this is basically because you are trying to make a baby and you are fertile so if you do not want to make a baby because you are fertile at this time i would highly recommend staying home <laughs> from parties <laughs> if you get my gist now luteal phase is around day 16 to 28 and this is when progesterone is at its highest and estrogen starts to drop this might also be where you might start experiencing those pms symptoms like headaches acne cramping yada 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 because if you aren't producing enough progesterone compared to estrogen or your estrogen is too high then that calming hormone can't really balance everything out and you would be considered out of balance in quotations at this point your egg has dropped and the corpus luteum that beautiful ball of progesterone is being formed and that allows your progesterone to rise now, if the egg is not fertilized, then that gonadotropin-releasing hormone is telling your follicle-stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone children to stop producing. It's like, hey, hey, stop, stop, stop. There's no egg. There's no sperm. So, like, we, we aren't having a baby. Let's stop. And then your body starts to regrow its lining, and you literally start the whole process over again, and you've had your period, and the cycle goes over and over and over and over again. Now, if you are on the pill, this does not happen. You do not have the rise and fall of estrogen. You do not have the rise and fall of progesterone. What happens is your hypothalamus has no communication with your ovaries. Literally think someone's like taking wire cutters and cutting off the communication. Or I guess like in today's age, it would be more like someone turns off the Wi-Fi and you have no communication with anyone else because like your cellular data is gone that is what's happening this is sounds very drastic but you know it's fine um this is because you stop producing natural estrogen and progesterone so there's no ovulation there's no rise and falls of hormones literally just think flat line flat line like in um Grey's Anatomy the, the guy just I don't know why I referred to guy. It could be any person, but the person's on the bed and they're just like, oh, he's dead. And you just hear the beep. That's that's literally what's happening when you're on birth control. So a little FYI there. And then you might be asking like, well, but what about the monthly bleed? I still get that menstrual bleed when I'm on the pill. Well, technically, it's not really a period um, because you don't ovulate. What actually happens is you have a fake bleed or a withdrawal bleed. I feel like fake bleed's a bit harsh, but this is because you have seven sugar pills leading up to your period or quote period. 
this is basically just so that you stay in a routine because studies have found that if people take a supplement or stay consistent with their supplements, it's better that it's every day or it's linked to something. This is why like pre-workout or a post-workout shake, they advertise it so that it is before something that you consistently already do so they know that you're going to take it. That's the magical thing of marketing. They're like, oh, add it to the person's routine so we know they're going to do it. It's like the opposite with like flossing your teeth and you are like, I'm already too tired. I'm brushing my teeth right now. I don't feel like flossing. Should probably do it, but you know, I don't feel like doing it or you're out of floss. It's because they probably just haven't advertised flossing as well. Maybe like that's something that you need to create if that's a business idea you want to do. I'm not going to do it, but it's all yours if you want to. Now, again, why I say this is a bleed, but it's a fake bleed because you do not ovulate. Women need to ovulate. And this was an eye opener for me because I just thought, oh, I just need my period. That's all I need. I just need a bleed every month and I'm completely fine. Even though I knew that like the birth control pill wasn't going to give me a period, I just thought like, oh, if I bleed every month, it's fine. Well, actually, what I started noticing within myself is that like I was bleeding, but I wasn't ovulating. And this is showing that like, yes, you are having estrogen, which your follicles are growing, but your follicles are trying to ovulate but they didn't so that you just shed your lining. And so basically your follicular phase just ends up being like really, really long and you don't create that beautiful giant ball of progesterone known as your corpus luteum. And you want to form this corpus luteum so that all those negative side effects that can happen from estrogen are counterbalanced with progesterone. You need that yin and that yang to have the balance. We want balance. Now, you might be thinking, well, all I just want to do is cover up my acne, cover up my cramping, and cover up all these things because I don't want to deal with them. Now, okay, I understand acne is something that's tough to deal with. I understand that cramping is something that's tough to deal with. And I like put out all the love and support out there for people struggling with those kinds of things, especially with myself. I know I've been struggling with a lot of acne recently with myself. Um, and it is tough, but I'm promising you birth control is not the answer. This is because, and for the acne example, if you just go on birth control to control your acne or even honestly any other symptom, it masks the symptom and doesn't make it better. It doesn't go back to the root cause. It's great at keeping you from becoming pregnant, but if you're doing it for PMS symptoms, for example, acne, literally what happens is it shuts off your body's ability to to produce, man, I cannot say that word today, produce sebum, which is basically the oil of your skin. And then when you decide like, hey, I want to get pregnant or hey, I'm dealing with other negative side effects that I'm starting to notice, then you go off and your body starts reproducing sebum, but like over time because it's like, oh my gosh, 
we need to like get this all ready and stimulated you're kind of just like going through puberty all over again if that like kind of helps spark things up a little bit better but literally when it comes to covering up your issues with birth control it's kind of like having the answer key to a test right next to you so like let's say you're taking a organic chemistry test and you've got your mechanism list like right underneath you and you're like oh I forgot to study but you know I can have all the mechanisms underneath me you start taking the test and then you pass the test and you're like sweet okay we still have an A in this class this is awesome but then you come to the next test and you're like I have no idea what's going on so it just kind of makes all your issues worse and worse and worse now what to actually do to fix your problems is start with the root cause Deal with the root issue of why you're having these symptoms. Yes, it might take longer, but in the long term, it will help fix and balance out your body. And when you start working with your body, your body works with you. So this could look like eating mostly whole foods, lowering your inflammation through like diet and things like getting enough sleep and regulating your stress and also making sure that your workouts are the right intensity for you. Just enough but not too much. Also know this because this was something that I dealt with a lot with dealing with hormonal issues or getting my period back is that it takes time. Your follicles don't fully mature until 100 days from its baby dormant stage all the way up to ovulation. So if your follicles were unhealthy during any of that time, you could develop some period issues later on and have those PMS symptoms. But that also means that your period health is a long-term project. If your period is having issues and you're doing all these things and you're like, why isn't it working? It's most likely because your body takes three months to finally actually experience a good, I guess, good quote period so it's going to take some time to consistently fuel your body properly, to consistently make sure that you're sleeping well enough, that you're regulating your stress, so that you can finally see the results that you're looking for. So just remember that, that it's going to take some time to finally get your period back or to regulate the symptoms that you're experiencing. Now, something else that I thought was like eye-opening while I was reading this book was according to Dr. Julian, I think that's her name. She's a Canadian endocrinologist. And she said that it takes about 12 years for a teenager to have a regular menstrual cycle and to have healthy ovulation and for optimal progesterone levels. Just think about that for a sec. 12 years. How quickly do most teenagers hop on birth control to fix their problems because they're like, I don't want to deal with my acne. I don't want to deal with my cramping. I don't want to deal with whatever other issues. I can't think of any that come to mind. Mostly it's just acne and cramping because that's what I hear about. Um, but how many people jump on that so that they can fix their problems? I'm not saying that you will forever for 12 years be dealing with 
acne, cramping, headaches, yada, yada, yada while you're a teenager, but your body does take some time to regulate. And to be honest, I think that most teenagers, if they worked on their sleep, if they worked on their nutrition, if they worked on their exercise and having a healthy balance through all of those things, they would probably see some of those symptoms that might be, that are extreme might be a little bit minor. I know for me when I first started getting my menstrual cycle back, granted I didn't have, I it wasn't the first time I was experiencing my period, but when I was getting my menstrual cycle when I was younger, it was like two times. So I wasn't fully ovulating at the beginning anyways. But when I first started off, I experienced some symptoms, but they weren't like debilitating symptoms. And I feel like if you could go through and check off those boxes while you're younger, you can have a less or a milder degree of issues with your period if you worked on those things. But because we are told these quick fixes will help, then we jump on birth control because we think it's going to save us when in actuality it's just going to make you have either worse symptoms later on or it's just going to mask the symptoms for then and then you're just going to have to deal with it later and I feel for those people or I feel for those teenagers because when you're so young you're kind of just looking up to your doctor and just being like they're telling me what I'm supposed to do. So again, this is not like a bashing on anyone. It's just opening up the conversation and for people to hear this information. I promise you it's coming from a loving place. Now, like I said, this podcast is getting a bit long, so I'm probably going to have to cut this up in two, but I really do appreciate you listening to this podcast for so long. I know it was a lot of information and I really appreciate that you stuck around to listen to the entire thing. But remember, sign on to my newsletter. Um, message me if you want to start working with me. I'd love to work with you and help you on your health and fitness journey and get you strong and healthy. That is my passion. And also follow me on Instagram. Or you could even just like take a screenshot of this episode and send it to a friend tag me on Instagram and post it on your story. Send out all the love of people who need to know this information. Um, if you want to send me a message on Instagram, you can do that by messaging me at Rebecca and wellness or email me at Becca babbles podcast at gmail.com with any questions or topics you want me to talk about for these episodes. So anyways, I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I can't wait to babble with you next time.